When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. today that uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is apparently the front runner that uh, Matt Reeves wants to play Batman. Um, that is if Ben Affleck doesn't sign on. And um, and I know you've, you've been belaboring this point a lot, um, and I totally <laughs> agree with, that um, th- in what way would um, Matt Reeves' movies exist in this world, in this like Justice League DC cinematic universe? Like, There's no way that that tone will work with what they're yeah, trying just, to do with this yeah it just doesn't happen there's there's no it's really that simple like i mean you kind of everybody yourself me i'm assuming a lot of people probably assume that but once you see justice league and then you think about you know war the planet of the apes or any of matt reeves's recent movies you go like oh okay so oh yeah it's like oh that totally makes sense and of course it's a standalone of course it has nothing to do with this world of course it has nothing to do with this tone of course Ben Affleck's probably not going to be in it. It's just going to be a completely different. It doesn't make any sense on on any level to take Ben Affleck, who's in these two Batman or these two, you know, DCEU movies, and they have their certain tone, and you know, he's in that, and then all of a sudden to put him into a Batman movie that's going to be radically different. Exactly. That just doesn't make any sense. Well, and you know? then, um, well, actually, I, we'll get into Justice League. I was about to bring something up about the post credit scene in Justice League, but um, mm. uh, I'll give some fair warning if yeah, we get into that. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll keep quiet of that for right now. But um, yeah, I guess just just saying, I'm like, when that happened, I'm like, wait a minute, wasn't that supposed to be part of Matt Reeves? To anyway, I was. Uh, I'm like, that movie really did confuse me in terms of uh, this standalone batman movie coming out because it just um well i guess the movie really just kind of confused me in general um (laughs) just because i i it didn't feel like an actual movie like um i'm assuming and i could be wrong but i'm assuming that the reshoots that they did for justice league were not a lot of like story fixes they were like character moments they were like character fixes like i feel like because the one thing um the justice league act like the one thing i could actually compliment the movie on other than danny elfman's score is that uh that the characters gel well together like the actors have a good rapport and i feel like that was sort of warner brothers investment to say it it's like how i felt about spider-man homecoming where i felt like sony was like this movie doesn't have to be good it just needs to not suck like it just needs to get people back in the good graces of this brand that's been tarnished and um and people clearly really went for that movie and i was really shocked about it but like this is kind of a a worse movie but it's that similar vein they're like we just need to get people invested in these characters if we want to continue forward we got to get people excited like we can't save the story it's unsalvageable it's not gonna we can't fix it but we could fix the character work and i feel like that's what those reshoots were for 
Yeah, and 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 the humor to change the tone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Drastically. sure they tried to make it. I, well, I'm. I, I know going in, they knew that Batman versus Superman was too dark, and everybody hated it. They started, you know, I remember they started Justice League production like as Batman and Superman was hitting theaters. Yeah, pretty much after it premiered, being, and then they started rolling camera on. Justice yeah, League. and 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 it was reviled, and and it's been, you know, they've had a whole. How many years has it been now, you know, where they've heard the echo over and over again that Batman versus Superman is terrible. So uh, I'm sure they were trying to change that that uh, that uh, that tone and narrative throughout the whole production and tweaking things and really trying to change the tone. Right. Well, as which kind of which makes the movie a, a mess, <laughs> to be honest, um, I think it makes it a it's 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 better than Suicide Squad. I can give it that. But like the. It's a similar issue that uh, that Suicide Squad had, and that movie was even closer to being released when um, when the negativity for Batman v Superman came out, mm-hmm. and they like were tweaking that tone during yes. the summer to, before its August fifth release date or whenever mm-hmm. it came out, and then that movie was was a complete complete disaster of tone and story and and characters everything nothing in that movie worked at all and it was all because it was reactionary and um and similar with this one uh and the story's a disaster i just they did have enough time to at least make the the character like the tone of the characters gel together but um but i i that's what i don't like about it though is that it just it does feel reactionary like the reshoots almost highlight this movie kind of highlights almost the worst tendencies of both Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon. Um, (laughs) in in my opinion, like I think that, you know, Zack Snyder can do visual really well. He can make it look like a comic book panel come to life. And like the, a lot of the green screen in this movie is just, just garish. Like they're really bad. right? It's terrible. Like there was this, I remember specifically there's a scene, uh, in, in the bat cave. Um, and there's like, you know, there uh, the whole Justice League team is talking, and there was like a cart, and there was like something else, but like everything else in the background, like this is totally fake. Like it doesn't even like attempt to make it well, look real, right? Well, 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 one has to wonder, like, like to me, and I could be wrong, but like to me, that that's just got to be a reshoot, right? You shot that in September or whatever it is, and you only have so much time to make it look good, and you only, and like yeah. and CGI takes time. Yeah, it's it's I mean, an art, like. You know, you remember it, how long Man of Steel took? And the, the CGI in Man of Steel is very good. It is. Uh, the at, effects at least of for, that. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But that movie like took forever. I don't know if you remember. It was like almost like three years to, well, to get that thing from it was beginning to shoot till and, yeah. and they, I think they delayed it a year. Like they really, really worked on that. And, and to so, complement like, that movie, the money for that movie is on the screen. Um, yeah. Man of Steel, like entirely. Like when I saw that movie, I'm like, that movie at least looked like it cost – 225 million or whatever it's not particularly good either but the cgi at least at the very least and i'm not trying to say like oh my god that's the most amazing cgi in the world or anything no it's just like i there's never a part like it like in justice league where i went oh my god that looks really bad like noticeably there was nothing noticeably bad in man of steel with the Mm -hmm. cgi and there is here and i just assume every scene where it looks bad i I just assume that it was just shot only a few months ago and there's only so much you can do in that little period of time no i agree uh because you have to you have to render the effects and so they're just like all right let's just go into um 
like not even Final Cut. I mean, I'm sure they're using uh, Avid or something, but they're just like, <laughs> let's just get a pre-made, uh, pre-made backdrop and just <laughs> drop it in the green screen here. And, yeah, there's uh, a, there's a lot of parts, and of course, then there's the the. I mean, we haven't even talked about that, like the mustache gate thing, which is like, you know, people <laughs> laughed about it, but like, oh my god, it's like. It's like really bad. It's like really noticeably bad. It looks like he's been punched in the face and he's got a swollen lip. It does, yeah. Or, it or like, yeah. When I was a kid, like... when I was a kid, I ran into a garage door and like split the top part of my lip open, and it had to be sewed together. And that's pretty much <laughs> what I thought of the entire uh, yeah, and, time. And, and right, and it just telegraphs every one of Whedon's scenes. Right? There's like, and and to me, I think there's. It was probably more, but you can't really tell in the action scenes because it's going by so fast. But it's it's very obvious obvious in three scenes, and I'll give a minor spo- spoiler warning here. Although, like, it's not really much of a spoiler, but um, at the at the very beginning, right? I won't even I won't even say what that scene is, but like at the very beginning scene, mm-hmm. um, it's clearly, 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 uh, you know, a, a Whedon thing based off of how Superman's lip looks totally busted. Um, and then there's the the cornfield scene. Yep. Um, which has the terrible, terrible CGI. Oh boy, ouch. Yeah, that's uh, rough. That's that's it's really rough. Um, his 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 face looks fucked up there. And then <laughs> um, uh, in the post credit scene with um, uh, I won't even say I, I won't I won't say anything else. There's a post credit credit. I mean, I suppose we could get into the real spoilers later, but I don't want to do it this early. But there's a post credit scene. Sp- Superman's in it, and uh, I almost said Spider Man. And um, yeah, you can tell his face is like. He looks like he's got a swollen upper lip. Yeah, no, um, it's very, and very noticeable. Probably a few more, but like it's it's just there. Things are going by so fast that um, it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. But those, but that, those but scenes, that's just bad. we run, they're bad. But those scenes linger on his face, though. Like they're they're very yeah, like they, yeah. That's why you can tell. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure there was some in the like climactic finale uh, as well. But um, but like that was a little bit less noticeable because it was just. Well, it was chaotic. So, and I don't want to seem like we're like nitpicking here at at certain things, like you know. But I mean, just overall, it's not very good. Although I do think, to some extent, I seem to like it marginally more than sounds like you or Kevin or a lot of people out there. Uh, I I really didn't like it. Um, and and I think I I read your your series of tweets earlier, and I'm like, you know, and and I know you're not like positive on the movie overall but you like it sounded like i'm like i think he liked a little bit more because i just i I think for me um and like as much as a lot of batman v superman doesn't work even though the the director's cut does fix a decent amount of narrative issues there's still a lot a lot a lot of problems with that movie but i think i'll take i will take an untamed vision however misguided it may be over something that i I could tell was just just focus groups to to death to just like Mm -hmm. this again this just doesn't feel like a real movie it just feels like kind of a highlight reel to get people excited for uh the next thing and and um i know i i might have said that on i don't know if it's this podcast or a different podcast but i like i feel like i may have said that about marvel movies before but at least like there's a story in those movies like it might be building up to something else and you got to wait for another movie but it's like there's at least a story in this this movie just feels really really like a frankenstein's monster of uh things put together like i said i, I feel like it highlights snyder's worst tendencies it highlights Whedon's worst tendencies because so many of the jokes just don't land and they feel so forced like there's a couple that do but um 
it just, just right. you know uh, in his in his minor defense that's his job like it this, is this is like it's not like he, he it's like we need a gag here lighten this up lighten this up lighten this up here's our you know i mean he's coming in as a fixer so totally. I, I just want just to like you know to give my in minor defense that like you know mm-hmm. it's not like he's like he, he's been given a a task here rather than being a necessarily like a director he's been brought in as a fixer oh i agree 100 percent. but that has been a calling card of his work is to like oh, undercut totally. an operatic dramatic scene uh with a joke and um you know and usually he's like pretty good about writing that but i'm sure it's like again under the gun we need something here whatever you can come up with just just insert it like a uh, uh, we I won't spoil it yet, but there was like one scene, like a, a a pretty you know one maybe one of the more dramatic scenes in the movie that was like undercut by a by a lame joke, and I was like, oh, that's really deflating. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think some of the jokes landed, but a lot of them, most of them didn't. No, most do not. I, I think the one that really really worked, and you may have even highlighted this in in your brief thoughts uh, without even like spoiling it but i knew exactly what you mean there there's a particular scene with aquaman that i thought really really landed yeah. um yeah and i totally did not like aquaman i thought he was so dumb but that scene is just like really funny it's it really, is. It yeah. totally works yeah well because the the other character involved like we've had a movie like some of these characters and that's a tough thing too is like some of these characters are fascinating and it, and it's really well cast like that's that's the biggest compliment i can give the movie but I like I don't know these characters in any other context outside of this movie. Like I'm familiar with the characters outside of this movie, but yeah. you still have to do that legwork uh, as part of a movie to develop them. And it's like only right. This this movie doesn't do that. This movie no. just like it develops them along the way, and it doesn't do it in a very good job. It just doesn't do it very well. I mean, it's not. That's the thing. If you try to do a movie where you're developing all these characters, it's just so hard. Exactly. Like, so it just throws them in there. I mean, this movie is like more an org chart than it is a movie. Right. So yeah, the one thing that just is is just crazy to me is that the the director's got a Batman v Superman is three hours long, and this movie is two hours long, just under two hours. And you would think with all the characters that they need to be developing, that this would be the movie that they would want to be a little bit longer. But, you know, like we kind of mentioned earlier, maybe maybe the plot was just not salvageable and Warner Brothers was like, just trim it up, highlight our best stuff. We will get more show times per day and let's just, you know, let's just call it a day. Um, Yeah, I think there was an article that came out actually where Warner Brothers sort of mandated the, that the movie had to be two hours. Yes. And and uh, for whatever reason, probably them thinking it's just going to be uh, like better. They probably thought Batman versus Superman was too long. They probably thought more, more asses and seats and more, uh, you know, ability to play the, the film multiple times in a day rather than if it's closer to three hours. Um, but yeah, I mean, Justice League could have stood to be longer. It could have been, stood to have been like a half an hour longer. I agree. Well, I mean, the first Avengers 20, is 20 movies, 20 minutes, maybe 20, yeah, 20, 30. about the length of the first Avengers movie, which is like yeah. two hours, 20 minutes. So, um, yeah, 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 no, they could have left. Definitely let things. That's the thing that nothing, nothing, nothing. Breaks. Breaks. <laughs> no, no. It's just just a sprint from the beginning. Like, no it pun really intended is. in terms with the flash. Like there's yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's just a sprint from the beginning to get from the one thing to the other thing. Um, I thought that the middle well the middle section of the movie works as best as this movie can work 
And I feel like it's a fairly – like the first act I thought was terrible. That's when it's really, really rushing. It's just like get these people together as soon as possible so we can see them fighting. It just seems so rushed. And then the middle section when they're together – and the middle section is really them – the dynamics of them together, their interactions, how they inter- how they how they how they're going to try and be a team, that kind of stuff, which seems like it can be so rote. The whole like you know, oh, we don't really want to be a team; we're forced to save the world, kind of thing. That's so boring. You see it on every level. Even the defenders had that kind of like, oh, we're reluctant heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that is totally you know, um, that trope is, is, is gone over in this movie, but somehow it works because of the humor and there's sort of chemistry and dynamics of everybody. Um, and so the, the midsection is kind of firm and then the end is like action noise nonsense. Although the more and more I think about it, you know, you're saying justly has no story. I think that's, it's, it's not about anything. And I think that's probably one of the chief complaints about the movie, but the more and more I think about it, it's like, actually, you know, it's really about atonement. And it's really about the sort of reconciliation of like atonement. Um, and the rest of the stuff is just sort of Steppenwolf, the villain is all, um, it's just there as, as, as a, as sort of wallpaper functioning thing to keep it up. But it's really about Batman's need to, uh, write the wrong of what happened with Superman. That's what it's really, really about. I feel like it's a movie about atonement and I feel like, best parts of the movie are the scenes where Bruce Wayne and Wonder Woman grapple with that. And, and, and then the idea of one of the central things that I don't want to spoil yet, which is a really big moral thing. They don't really pull it off. And all the stuff I'm talking about, I don't, know if they, I don't know if they achieve it, but I think I see what they're going for. It's sort of like the idea of like, you know, how, this world has changed and I'm responsible for it. How, how, can, I, how, how can I undo that? What I will do whatever it takes. And, and, and part of that is, is putting this team together. Um, and then, you know, obviously there's this big moral conundrum in the middle of it between him and Wonder Woman. And, and that's like some, like some of the best texture in the movie. Unfortunately, none of it really executes, but I, I, I get what it's going for. No, I definitely, I get, I get those themes of atonement. I think they're certainly there. And I, I think it's an interesting meta commentary as well, just in the fact that, um, that with this movie, they're also seem to be atoning for, or, or trying at least to atone for uh, movies they've made that people haven't uh, really liked all that much. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, while, while I certainly see those themes, I just think they're a little, they still feel forced to me. I'm with you in that I buy them a little bit more than the tacked on finale, uh, somber, like Bruce Wayne in uh, Batman V Superman. But, um, but that movie, I just I found that movie fascinating from beginning to end. Whether between the things that I thought worked about it and the many many things that didn't work about the movie, I at least found it fascinating. Batman um, versus Superman. Yes, yeah, I found it uh, to be at least a fascinating movie. Just uh, mainly because I I it had a take and it stuck to its guns. How again? However wrongheaded and misguided it may have been, um, I feel like it stuck to its guns. So I, I could at least give it that credit even if it didn't work narratively especially in the the final leg like from the martha moment on that movie Mm -hmm. really really shits the bed um but but... (laughs) that's interesting i mean maybe that's just sort of like my that's where we're sort of diverging a little bit is like i don't think justice league is good but i don't hate justice league whereas i hated batman versus superman um and 
I, I think Justice League is the best of the movies other than obviously Wonder Woman. Interesting. And, and, uh, and it's also, don't get me wrong, <laughs> very, very faint relative praise. Sure. Oh, I understand completely. And I think that's the thing is like because these movies, for the most, by and large, are not good. Like Justice League is like, like don't get it twisted. Justice League is not good. <laughs> no, it, it and it's it is not good. No, I agree. And like if if you and I were like our list, if we ranked them, which would be like like who cares? That's not necessary. But like right. even if they were different, it's like these are these are incremental differences. And I'm basing and I'm basing mine solely. And I don't hate either Batman v Superman or Justice League. I don't think either are good. But I didn't mm-hmm. hate that. I hate Suicide Squad. That's like I absolutely despise you know, it's, that movie. It's funny. Like Kevin, myself, uh, everybody really. Like I think everybody pretty much agrees that all three movies, Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad, and Justice League are all bad. But like where they stand and, and the, variation, the, the varying degrees of bad are pretty different on everybody's, um, you know, on their own personal meter. Like Totally. Um, I don't hate Suicide Squad. Oh, See, I, um, I I think it's one of the worst movies of the decade. Like like I <laughs> like seriously, I I almost walked out of that movie, uh, but I was with a friend and we drove together, and he wanted to stay throughout it. But like I was physically <laughs> angry throughout that movie because I just found it to be so uh, just obnoxious and so so discombobulated and so convoluted. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think it's it it for me the very again varying degrees of bad but it it comes again it comes down to that thing of of having a vision and having a take on something and that's right. i and that's really the only reason i give that and be superman the leg up is because it like it has a take whereas these other movies are very reactionary and very like just, just haphazardly put together justice league is much I, I can't i can't argue that i can't yeah. argue that sure yeah it's like again we're talking circles of of three movies that by <laughs> we all agree are not good movies um but um but i definitely see where people are like um clinging on uh or, or at least like there's a little bit of hopefulness in this movie that i see what people are clinging especially people who like really truly deeply care about these characters i know uh you know mustache gate aside people uh have liked the depiction of superman in this movie like people who are more fans of superman have liked yeah, I that, mean, that they give hope. him some some jokes they give him some some nice tone there like i don't really care for superman all that much but mm-hmm. yeah he's, i mean and, and i think he's fine in this movie and, and he's also the right perfect amount of superman like you know, he's only he just doesn't have that much to do with the movie totally and i feel like with uh they totally that's the one thing I feel like they put themselves the only thing they did that they put themselves in a win-win situation with Superman cuz you know cuz he dies in Batman v Superman and like obviously we know that's not going to stay true um as evident by this movie um but they but they made it to where it's like because uh Zack Snyder's style is so um so ham-fisted or at least his his metaphors are so ham-fisted that like mm-hmm. the Jesus imagery from both Man of Steel and Batman v Superman were so clear and so on the nose that they mm-hmm. were able to do the sort of like reluctant like person of two worlds and then and then they die sacrificing themselves and then they're resurrected and then they could have gone the evil Superman route if they wanted to, but then mm-hmm. they just decided to keep going with the Jesus metaphor and now he's the savior. So I'm like, well, they 
did put themselves in a position position where they couldn't quite lose with that one. So uh, if yeah. I guess if one thing was well thought out, but um, I don't know. Are there? Do you want to get into spoilers at all? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like we should. Like I think we're pretty much covered with Justice League, so I think we should just like let's jump in with a few spoilers and then and then you know I think our listeners are probably like okay we get it. Yeah, they're totally. <laughs> but like just maybe jump with a, with a few spoilers. Sure. Yeah, because we we are we are getting a, a little bit long winded. So cool. Uh, spoilers for Justice League starting right. Um, why don't you go first? Um, I still got to kind of like think about it. What are, what are the, the, uh, things that you like three things you really liked three things you, you did really disliked about the movie. Uh, God, there's so probably so many like little things I could jump on. Mustache gate is obviously really bad. Um, uh, um, uh, three things that I really dislike. Oh, I, I, I'm going to mention a bunch of random things, but the Green Lantern thing is so dumb. I really thought the mention of, like, it was supposed to be some sort of Easter egg, and it's just really just like a big sort of stupid cameo in the middle of nowhere. It's really discombobulating. It's like, what? Not to but, mention for the, the, the thing, the doohickey plot. Um, yeah. Like, granted, we shouldn't be putting that too much of under, under a microscope because it's really dumb. Um, But it also makes the movie make no sense because by that logic, you're like, okay, one's with the Amazonians, one's with the Atlanteans, and one's with the Green Lantern Corps, and then the other one's with Cyborg's dad at Star Labs. (laughs) Like, uh, that that didn't make a lot of sense. But anyway, uh, I didn't want to – I don't want to cut you off too much, but I just – No, no, totally, totally. It doesn't make sense. And then – and it's sort of like this kind of dumb thing that probably doesn't irk people, but like – it's like, what is the point of having a character who's got super speed when Wonder Woman is fast enough that, uh, and, and this is spoilers, like, so it's, people can take a machine gun and fire them at a whole crowd of people, and she's fast enough to go in there and, like, just like the Flash, go in there and block every single bullet in this ridiculous, like, super micro-fast lightning way, and she moves like that, and she dodges lasers, Batman, like, flies out of the way out of things and dodges like, you know, these laser blasts from these guys and Superman certainly moves fast. So we can see by this movie that at the same speed of the flash. So what is the point of this flash character? Uh, I, cause what he... are the point of his powers? Because is it just because he's like the comic relief? Is that why he's there? But like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I agree with you there. Uh, and uh, I did want to bring this up because uh, we were having some recording issues earlier, but you did mention this off mic when we weren't recording the the reaction shots like Ezra Miller's reaction shots in this movie uh you you brought up are just they're goop like when he runs it's it's really <laughs> it's really goofy like it's the same look um if you recall there's that scene in in Batman v Superman when he's trying when Batman's trying to get the uh, uh kryptonite from the, the from the gangsters and mm-hmm. uh and he and Superman's just there um through the whole thing and then like batman gives this like wide-eyed like whoa reaction and every single one of the like ezra miller gives that reaction every single time that he runs and it's it's... this may sound mean-spirited and and i will say i i know it from both sides of the coin because i did both but like ezra miller looks like a theater kid who's never run a 60 meter dash in his life like he just runs in this really this really awkward really funny way that like cracks me up um <laughs> and it's just so just so weird <laughs> yeah no you're right it, it runs he, he runs runs strange 
it just doesn't look natural. Right. No, I agree. Um, um, and then I guess the the I I really really the, the movie just would have been fine as fine as it can be if it ended on the note that it did with the you know the dumb wrap up and the whole Lois Lane. That's terrible, but whatever. You know, it's like there's hope. You know, these people are still here until the next adventure, kind of thing. And then they tack on this really dumb uh, uh, post-credit scene with like you know uh, Deathstroke and Lex Luthor and and uh, so it's like now they're locked into like oh well now the bad guys are going to build their own super team and I just feel like when you do that kind of thing you you I mean I suppose like they could say it's going to take years and there are a lot of films could happen in between before it happens but it's like so locks you in to like you know the next few narratives and the next story so you know what's going to happen and it's like i don't know why they do that like it, it's just so i don't know even marvel was able to pull it off well but, totally well it was just like when i saw that i i just kind of was like is that a promise or is that a threat sort of thing because like <laughs> and my I, I took my uh my manager from work who who knows uh comics more than i do uh as my guest to the to the press screening and um and he like and he know he knows I hate Suicide Squad so he just leaned in he's like it's gonna be the Suicide Squad as the team and I'm just like fuck you shut up don't tell me that oh I never even <laughs> thought about that I hope that's not the case I I won't watch it I oh that's interesting because it's it's funny how there's no mention of Suicide Squad in, in Justice League and it's like it's almost they don't exist it's right like right. what do you think about it? it it's almost like they don't exist and at the same time they want to make a sequel to that movie so I'm I'm really confused as to what they're doing uh with that movie uh with that set of characters um yeah yeah um but what about things you liked about it like um, things you really liked. I, I, things i liked about it um i guess affleck was something i liked i, th- I thought his his the tone of the batman thing was i kind of liked as much as the flash is really bad and the jokes were really forced um I kind of liked some of it. It was really stupid. I thought Ezra Miller was not very good, but I, I guess I can just say I kind of enjoyed the goofiness of it, it despite it being bad. Like mm-hmm. the scene with him and Cyborg, it, like when they're trying to like create their sort of comic buddy thing, like it was bad, but I kind of thought it was sort of enjoyable. And and then, of course, there's the scene, like, you know, we talked before, the Aquaman scene, which involves sort of everybody. And like, Man, if the, if, if the movie was as good as that scene or it could replicate that kind of the, – the the mix of comedy and, and, and everything that they do there and the team dynamics, it would be really good. That scene's so great. It really is good, yes. And and, and was I – was that it? Was that the two things? I, I don't know. And <laughs> um, I don't know if I have a third thing. I think that's maybe it. I, I, I guess I I, 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 I like the, the, the Superman flash – um, when when Superman spots the Flash, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that was I thought that was I thought good. that was really good because the Flash is like this, oh shit, in slow motion. It's like, <laughs> I thought that was good. Um, I, I have to think of like specific moments. Um, well, I guess I'll start with the bad. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, we already talked about it mostly. Like the the um, I honestly think the um. And I think people have liked it, and I think maybe it just looks it because it looks terrible. The whole Superman resurrection scene 
is I oh, think so dumb. It's so terrible. Bad. And it, it well it oh, looks yeah. it yeah. looks terrible. And yeah. also like oh, there's like two cops there like or something like that. But I'm just like, okay, that like explosion goes off that uh that resurrects Clark. And then, like, you clearly see it's Superman, but he's not in his garb. So, like, if anybody were to notice, they'd be like, wait, that's Clark Kent. Okay, now his <laughs> secret identity is, is right. like, blown. It just it, – it it was really clunky, make a lot of sense. Um, and, uh, and then that was the scene that was, like, really undercut, like, with a bad joke. Because that scene was supposed to be, like, super serious. And then Superman does, like, reverses the – tell me do you bleed you will and then batman's like yep definitely bleeding and i was like oh that's a, just an embarrassing joke yeah that <laughs> that was that was stupid that Lance. was pretty dumb yeah uh, i don't mind i didn't mind that whole action scene i thought it was kind of like i said the flash thing i thought it was sort of dumb fun mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i thought the specific like you know essentially they're they're metaphorical like paddles to bring them back to life it was pretty ridiculous oh to- well that and that was okay like i didn't mind that i'm just thinking like the the it just looked re- like the the special effects of it like especially like the backdrop and everything like it it looked terrible and it just seemed oh. really like uh, again like i was like just two cops there you'd think everybody would be flocking that um now that Superman's come back to life. So I thought that was really uh, goofy um, and bad. Also, the, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the um, like, Danish family that we cut to, like, oh, four yeah. times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why? I myself. I was like, oh, are they going to do a spinoff for, these, for this family and tell their origin story? <laughs> I, I guess the only thing I, – I feel like that's still – that's still just they were like Russian, weren't they? Rush, I think so. I because I wasn't that's sure awful. where they're. So that's in Chernobyl, isn't it? Oh, duh. Because it's in. Yeah, I'm fucking yeah, stupid. Yeah. I, um, yeah, it's it's Russian. So, um, that like I again that feels still reactionary to Man of Steel and like the amount of collateral damage uh, that happened in that movie that they're just like, um. That they're that they're like, all right, we're gonna focus on these one family so we can show them being saved at the end, like at the end. The like the the three people or four people that live in this area that's being attacked. Um and it, and again, just like Batman v Superman, uh, where they put that in an abandoned island, the finale of that, they put this finale in an abandoned area, so there's no like human potential human casualties. Um and then I guess the overall um You're just gonna say like the overall villain and 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 and, and the whole were we gonna go on about stuff well because that's certainly I mean it's funny, I mentioned a bunch of stuff, but like the things that you're you're talking about are clearly more fundamentally horrible things, you know, like the the uh like Steppenwolf is just really, really bad. Yeah, he is he is really bad. Like like one of the worst like comic book villains, like I, I'm not trying to sound hyperbolic, but like really one of the worst villains that i've seen in a movie like this and you know and i know marvel's kind of notorious for just like the villain of the week but he makes the the like dark elf guy from thor the dark world seem like uh heath ledger joker (laughs) like that's it's that it's it's that bad um and i i was getting there was something um oh that's what i was gonna say it's like the um i was getting to that but uh, just the overall 
it's slight, which is both refreshing and also I feel not quite by design uh, either. Like it, it just because of the reshoots, everything like it feels like no, the world's not lived in. I was like, nobody lives in this area. Like it just, it just seemed, um, it seemed really quaint and not intentionally so. Um, but as far as good, um, like broadly, I've already mentioned, I, I pretty much like the cast. Like, even though I don't yeah. like, I don't like the take on Aquaman, but like the take that, that he was given, like, I think Jason Momoa, he's doing exactly what he's told to do and he gels with the rest of the cast. I just, I just think that take on him is, is really silly. And also, uh, another negative, like white stripe music drops. Really? Is this 2003? What? <laughs> That's, that was yeah. strange to me. Um, yeah, but, but Zack Snyder is just like terrible with music, right? For the most part, yes. Um, but speaking of music, I want to say, and and maybe it's like, you know, I grew up with the the two Tim Burton Batman movies, and they're very near and dear to my heart. I think Danny Elfman's score is pretty good, and I've listened to it uh, just isolated. I think the sound mix in this movie really overpowers it um, through a lot, uh, which is a shame because just listening to it on its own on, on Spotify um, – it's really good, and if you like Danny Elfman, it's very like akin to his his Batman scores or his scores for the Sam Raimi Spider Mans. Um, it gives it it gives it that little bit of levity. It's this, it's like um, you know it's like uh, um, Hans Zimmer's score for Man of Steel. Like a, a lot of what works about that, Just, movie, which is very good. That's which yes, is very very good. I, I listen to that score like pretty regularly, and it gives that movie a levity. Uh, like, it gives it... That, the, the score is what makes that movie as good as it is, and it's not that it's not that good, and, and the score is like does a fantastic job of, of, like, raising that movie up. Agreed, and I don't think this one's quite to that level, but it's but it's good. It's, it's uh, out of all these movies, it's at least, like, the second most memorable score, because um, it was... it. What was incredible is I... I, uh, I know you're in the same boat as me on this one. The terrible, uh, like, guitar squeal Wonder Woman theme. Yeah, it's barely yeah. in the movie. Fantastic. Well, it's it's barely in the movie, and, it, and it's played by Elfman's orchestra, and I was like, man, that's actually much more bearable <laughs> uh, played by his orchestra than by the, like, junky XL uh, guitar riff. So replacing him as a composer was, like, the, one of the smartest things I think they did. Um, absolutely absolutely and i will pretty much agree with you i i am funny you're bringing that up the music because i totally kind of like forgot about it in this conversation i got i got three little things to mention about the score and the music in general first off denny elfman's score is very good um for the most part there is one part the score in the terrorist scene is like as as if someone accidentally dropped some danny elfman music from another movie from another scene into the there's some some really wacky crazy score going on there that's mm-hmm. really really bad and I'm like I like did someone accidentally put that in there so there's that um the the the, the talk about oh they're going to use the Batman theme and the Superman theme it's like don't get your hopes up they're meant there's there's like a, a, a one second cue for each like yeah they're basically not in the music movie third um not using Superman's theme from Hans Zimmer's Man of Steel, like that, that, that you know, the the main iconic theme was a very, very big mistake because that's such a great piece of music. And even if you just had a little bit of a sting of that, that would really kind of bring that 
kind of hope back, the idea that this guy's back. That theme is so good. So that was a missed opportunity. And then I guess one other thing, fourth, is, uh, I said I was going to do three, but four, is, and I'm going to repeat myself from something I said on Twitter, but like Zack Snyder needs to have a restraining order at on Leonard him. And Cohen. he's not a lot, he's not allowed <laughs> to be with 100 meters of a Leonard Cohen album ever. Never, like, and he's just like, like the cops will come, the alarm bells will go off if he's ever near a Leonard Cohen album again because yes. god forbid, stop 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 yes that uh and and i i maybe i the the blow was a little bit softened going into the movie because yes that cover of everybody knows is terrible but mm. I, I, it's bad it's really bad but um but it's on the soundtrack itself so i listened to the soundtrack before the movie and so like again it doesn't make uh, are it you less... like this justice league keener all of a sudden you listen to the soundtrack before the movie <laughs> no i'm just a big fan of danny elfman that's that's oh, okay, the reason okay. i listen to it um okay. but but that it is on the soundtrack so i was like you know it it doesn't make it less terrible but like i knew that was going to drop in the movie at some point and it of course it's in the opening opening credits of the movie which not bad opening credits it's, uh i mean not bad opening credits in terms of the idea and the themes it's trying to convey but like bad because that song is, is that cover is really really terrible but i like the idea of like the world kind of being plunged into turmoil um because because superman's yeah. dead well, well i think i think it goes back to the point there's a lot of good ideas in it they just don't work but the yes. idea that like that that hope's been removed and and uh and the idea of atonement there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting ideas and none of them come together and and you're right like it's it's you, you do like the I, I, yeah i hear what you're saying you like you you like why the song is chosen and it doesn't work and this cover's terrible but like yeah it makes sense right yeah it absolutely makes sense and and then i guess the third third thing i mean i, I don't want to belabor it because uh, we are we've already mentioned it but i just yeah that scene on the the plane with aquaman with the <laughs> when he's being lassoed of truth i think that's yeah. the highlight of the movie um because at first i was just like oh this is he's being really forward and that's really strange you know especially like in terms of like what's going on in the industry right now i was like that seems a little weird and then when she reveals that <laughs> she had lassoed him it's that's wonderful. I, I, I could have used a lot more of that touch uh, in this movie, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, incidentally, um, if you've never heard it, um, Concrete Blonde as a cover of Everybody Knows, and it's fucking great. I'll check it out. Um, I'm interested. It, I'm always down it, for a good like cover of any artist that I like. It's just this one, and, and you know I feel bad. I don't remember the artist's name. Not Lord. Um, it sounds like Lord, but it's not, uh, her, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just seems rhythmically off. It's yeah, just yeah, everything. It's, it's yeah. dumb. So although I'll preface it, that's like, it's a 1990s thing and it might sound weird to someone's ears now, but I grew up with it. So it, I think it's, it's really good. Cool. Well, I'll check it out. So I guess before we wrap this up, um, should we talk about, cause we're recording this, uh, Thursday night, uh, the movie, the show times are just about to start now um like what do you think the box office prospects of this movie i know it's like tracking 110 million and i kind of um i kind of tweeted out uh like a couple months ago or not even a couple months ago a couple weeks ago when when thor ragnarok opened and did did big numbers i'm like you know it's gonna be kind of an embarrassment when a, a third tier hero or a third tier hero on its second sequel is probably gonna open higher than this movie that features all of dc's uh core characters 
Um, so I, I don't know. What are you, what are your thoughts on like? Well, you, Thor opened up to one ten, right? Like one twenty two, I think. Oh, oh wow, wow. Well then, I was gonna say I think Justice League can go can do as maybe as high as one twenty, but I don't think it's gonna do any higher than that. So yeah, you might be right that Thor does pass it. Of course, it's got a poor Rotten Tomatoes score, which obviously you know it's not the be all end all, but obviously it, it, it's uh, it uh, affects the narrative somewhat. And of course, you know Rotten Tomatoes have been hiding the score and well, whatever, that's a whole other conversation. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, like Batman versus Superman, like that was, this Rotten Tomato score was much, much worse and it still opened up really high. Like it's a big thing for people to see like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and you know, these other two characters that I guess some of them, I mean, everybody knows the flash. He's like pretty iconic character. Mm-hmm. Um, and and seeing them together, you know, it's like the Avengers. It's going to be – it's a big thing regardless. So I think the the Rotten Tomatoes score or, or whatever, the negative criticism and all that stuff isn't going to hurt the, the opening weekend much. But it'll be like what happened with Batman and Superman is that, it, that like, you know, it starts to taper off and starts to drop pretty fast in week two and week three. And I think this is going to be a movie regardless of how bad it's hurt. It's going to hit like – you know, 800 million or 850 million or something like that. But I think that's where it's going to, where it's going to tap out. And of course they want to be making a billion dollars for this movie. Because well, Justice League, all their characters together. Mm-hmm. And it also costs like a fuck ton of money. Yeah. It costs it like $300 cost, million. Dollars. Well, the, that, that just to make, just yes. to make, and that doesn't mean to, 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 uh, um, to, um, to promote. And also I don't buy that. It's just $300 million. I think it's $300 million plus, reshoots which is probably like another like 75 million dollars probably like long long fucking major reshoots josh whedon has a a, a, a a writing credit on this movie second writing credit on this movie that's how much he did he, he shot apparently like i think it was like 15 percent of the movie is his yeah um and and then there's the costly costly hiding the 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 mustache thing there's all this extra cgi those reshoots were a lot of money they were and plus marketing and it's it needs to make a lot of money and um, you're gonna see reports you know people are gonna be like yeah whatever but you're gonna see reports probably from the hollywood reporter saying something like this movie won't even break even unless it hits like 800 million dollars or something like that oh i guarantee it it, it, at least and um and that's the thing and that I guess is the last thing, like both talking in terms of uh, business and financial, but also with the movie mm-hmm. itself is that's the other thing that I like, you know, I just really am down on this movie is like, you know, before reshoots, this movie costs $300 million. It's not on the screen. Like, you know, you could say Man of Steel, it's on the screen. Batman v Superman, it's kind of mostly on the screen. I I just don't see that money on the screen. Uh in this movie and that it's just crazy to me that it, that it costs that amount of money and kind of looks as kind of terrible as it is. Um, yeah. but anyway, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'll be curious what the audience thinks. Um, you know, they seem to be a little more forgiving than, um, uh, than critics are. And, and, uh, totally the audience at my screening were, was pretty receptive to it. Um, Right. Except for those three rows of critics that were a little bit, a little bit more, right, uh, right. either on the fence or, or um, you know, not with it. But uh, yeah, the audience seemed to 
seem to enjoy it and um and it, it just yeah. goes to show too like a little bit of levity i think people really respond to that and i think oh yeah i think it goes really really long way and 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 um yeah you yeah. know people want to have a good time at the movies you know exactly and and uh you they don't know, necessarily it, need a great movie they just want to have a good time at the movies they want to have a good experience you know which is i think what like when we're i think you were you and i were talking about off mic thor ragnarok does that and i think that's why it's so been so successful it doesn't surprise me no i i and i've yet to see the movie but um all the trailers i've seen look fun and uh you know everyone who in my life who've seen it, who I've talked to, I'm like, Hey, how's the movie? And they're like, yeah, it's really enjoyable. So I haven't, I haven't heard a single, uh, like person say it's a bad movie, uh, at all. So and, and that's, I think that's going to be the audience reaction. Not, not to the, to, to the pronounced degree of Thor, of course, but I think it's going to be like, yeah, you know, it was pretty, I, I think that's what's going to be overall reaction for audience. It's going to be like, yeah, it was pretty good. Like, you know, it's, it's some, there's some, some bad stuff. There's some dumb stuff, but like, you know, I had a pretty good time. It's not bad. I, yep. I think that's what they're going to say. I think so. Again, you know, just, just to bring it back full circle before we wrap it up that, uh, mm-hmm. like I said, I think those reshoots were, they were for character moments. They were for those moments of humor. They were for those moments of levity. They are yeah. to get people invested in another adventure with these characters. If it ever gets made. And that was their investment. They're like, this movie's not savable completely, but we could make people care about these characters. And I think by and large, judging by, you know, at least the reaction that I've seen uh, from audiences, um, I think they ex- succeeded. So I guess I have to give them a little bit of credit uh, for that. It's just, you know, th- these movies don't satisfy me personally as much as they used to. And so for one, just, you know, not being up to snuff is just, you know, tough to watch. But, uh, you know, but if people enjoy it, hey, more power to them. I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for people going to the movies and having a good time. So totally, totally. Cool. We'll see, I guess. We'll see. Yes, we will see. <laughs>